I was talking about Sandcastle. I don't think I want to go to Sandcastle. You know, it just makes makes me me feel like I'm I'm getting a wedgie, some weird water (laughs) rash, and like fungus in my crotch. And you're like, why am I so itchy? Like the day after, and you're like, itchy down there. We went on the water slides. (laughs) You know what it is? It's the fucking wave pool. I'll tell you that right now. That fucking wave pool, man. Last time, the only time that we ever went, we went with our friend Kara, which, hey, Kara, if you're listening, and (laughs) if this gets into the podcast, and um, we went into the wave pool. The wave pool was like shoulder to shoulder people, right? Yep. And so, like, the wave starts, you know, and you just get, like, dragged (laughs) into it. And I had some woman, God bless her, her fucking bikini top flew right off. (laughs) And it's just, like, the wave is just, like, rhythmic, you know? It's just, like, (laughs) And I just kept getting thrown into this poor woman's titties. Titties. And I almost drowned. I'm not sure. Okay. That's it's a not, titty kitty nothing. surprise. Yes. <laughs> it was nothing but these beautiful titties and water going in my mouth. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to die right here and now. And you know, like probably right off to your left, there's a kid like oh, sneezing totally. into the water oh, and yeah. snots are just flying out. Absolutely. I mean, it's just germ soup. It really, it, yeah, it was fascinating. But fun. It was fun. It spells summer. It scared me though. <laughs> gotta tell you. And Donna saved me. Poor things. Just you're like hold on on that's like an 80s movie and her boobs are like (laughs) like, (laughs) but when you see the titties you do not panic no you have to keep your head over the water it's true yeah (laughs) just keep your head this year we're gonna do the flamingo and the hose yeah (gasps) yeah we are oh yeah i can't wait for that live right like to come yeah I'm excited for that. Perhaps Laura would like to talk. <gasps> we saw this thing at um, Michael's. A whole display at Michael's. That it was. A- I love that Donna's just like, hey folks. <laughs> it was apparently like, it was like a whole display. I think half of it was water guns that had all sold out. Completely empty. The other side was like these nasty ass looking like... Um, <laughs> balls in water like colored balls in water that you they were like um paintball pellets that you throw at your friends when you're having a water oh water fight and then they had goo to put in your water gun yeah to shoot at people so that you could shoot colors at them slimers oh like a oh yeah, yeah. like a slimer at for, michael's yes. at michael's i didn't know it was the place for and fun it was sold out it yeah. was sold out Mm-hmm. Couldn't even get a box no, for yourself. You not could even get a the box. goo. You yeah, the goo the for guns. sure, but the guns were gone. But we have guns. Yeah, we do, girl. I just don't know if we're down with co- uh, colored slime shooting. We might. Sounds be. messy. It does sound messy. It's sticky. I guess we yeah. would also have to like say it would be showers afterwards. Yeah. You know, I just mm-hmm. hose you down. Yeah, <laughs> but like, what if it's so slimy that the cold water doesn't? <laughs> it doesn't really work out. Maybe we'll have to do a test run, just you and me, Donna. I just hose you down with some Dr. Bronner's yeah. out in the yard. Dr. Bronner's. Uh-huh. Tea tree. Yeah. You like the tea tree? That's what we have right now. For oh, summer. You, summertime. Have you, oh, uh, I got myself some rose. Nice. I'm usually an unscented oh. person. Yeah, rose is good. I found a sandalwood jasmine mm. at TJ Maxx, and that was Dr. Bronner's. so good. What the We could fuck? only get the teeny tinies. I did get one sort of big one. <gasps> you are it's shocking me right now. Sandalwood jasmine, oh Dr. Bronner's, goodness. probably a limited edition. One of the best smells I've smelled. 
Whole Foods has the same four fucking. I know. Cents. I looked. Oh, it's like eight. I looked. It's, come on. it's five. Every I time I go to TJ Maxx, I look. How about that? This mic is hot. We are done on the mic. I turn that shit down. I can hear my pulse. Got a real hot mic here. Real hot. Real hot mic. Hot mic summer. That's where we're at. Yep. It's going to be the hottest on record, apparently. Hot, hot mic summer. <laughs> Smoking. How, how are you planning to spend your hot witch summer, as the kids are saying on the TikToks? How am I? Oh, well, that's a great question. How about we just uh, go off okay, the top okay. and then uh, and then I can tell you all about it since so that's relative. To catch up. That's great. Okay. All right. <clears throat> the views stated by the hosts of this podcast are opinion only and should not take the place of a qualified healthcare professional or mental health specialist. This podcast is for education and recreation. Welcome to Ask a Hag, a podcast about self-care and witchcraft in the modern world. I am Allison. I'm Leslie. That's right, you are. Yeah. We are asked questions every day in the work that we do within our community, and this podcast is a space for us where we can share our knowledge and experience as witches and healers. This is a place where you, dear listener, can find inspiration and also feel empowered wherever you are on your journey. Hey, Leslie, guess what? What? Guess what, Les? What? This episode is sponsored by a new supporter. David! 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 Ew, David! I know. It's like Schitt's Creek, you know? (laughs) David! Oh, ew, David! Um, David, thanks so much for supporting us. That's so cool. Um, If you would like to support this podcast, you can go on to the Anchor FM app and give whatever you want. Right? Oh, David, that's so nice. That's so nice, David. Thanks Thank so you. much, buddy. We appreciate you. All right, so guys, guess what? What? This is our first <laughs> in-person recording. It is. It's very exciting. In months and months and months and months, and the whole gang is I mean, here. A year. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we did it for a little bit with uh, masks, masks on, but we man, did. that was a drag. And then oh, we the yeah. <laughs> No, Donna, I'm sorry. And the drinking under the mask. Yeah. In the like breathing. Quick drinks. So hard. hard. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. It yeah. was bad. Yeah, so the, the whole gang is here. Miss yep. Bean, our, my yep. sweet dog, is here laying on her bed, licking her wrist. My lovely Donna mm-hmm. is here. Mm-hmm. My lovely Leslie is here. It so, it's so exciting to see you guys. Yes. It's so exciting I to see know. you. We had We're some, back. We had some dinner. We shared, we shared some bread. We did share bread. We mm-hmm. broke it together. We broke some bread. We did. And caught up and, and had some did. wonderful conversations out Indeed. outside. Indeed, we did. It was really, it was really fun. We, yeah, we should have recorded. We were those, hoping to bring. Yeah, well, they might make their way in here today. <laughs> they might. They might indeed. So yeah, so um, we're really excited to be back in action um, in yeah. person, and we hope mm-hmm. that we can bring mm-hmm. you a really great episode this time. Yeah. Lovely people. Um, so yeah, we're here. Let's we talk are about summertime magic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know what the kids are talking about. What are the kids? Well, Which kids? The kids. Okay. The kids. Not me. All the kids. Yeah. The cool kids. Oh, right. Not me. All the cool kids. <laughs> there. This. This is a. Ha- this is a trending hashtag out okay. there. Okay. What is it? Hot witch summer. Hot witch summer. Hot witch summer. Ooh. Well. How are you going to spend it? Well. As a hot witch in the summertime. Yeah. Um. Well, I will tell you, moisturized. <laughs> Always. 
always moisturized. Deeply moisturized. Deeply moisturized, as a matter of fact. Right now, <laughs> I, I am applying lip balm like you wouldn't believe. Like you would not believe. I probably should. I got a, I yeah. got a scratchy upper lip. Um, the other thing is, <laughs> yes. is, you know. Melon, watermelon. Wa- no, what? Oh, guava LaCroix. Oh, what? Guava LaCroix. And if you mix it a little bit with orange juice. Oh, my God. You're joking. It is. <laughs> they just keep coming it's out with flavors. Juice. It is so delicious. Juice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else? This past solstice slash full moon, yeah, has been was a beauty. Uh, yeah, well, the lead up to High it, energy. Oh my god, <laughs> the lead up to it was fucking terrible, guys. Yeah, it was intense, and the eclipse season too. Oh, it's just. Sh- I mean, we're still in that, but like, just I felt like large March and Pee Wee Herman's, me like too. <laughs> your eyes bugging my out eyes of your were face. Popping out. I saw so many zombies walking around, just mm-hmm. like people with dead eyes, just yes. walking around, bumping into things, yes. you know, out in the world. But something shifted for me. And um, in the past, like, 48 hours, I earlier we were talking out in the yard and Leslie said um, a really great... Um, Line. What I say? What I say? Great, oh, great line from Harold and Mud. Harold and Mud. And what was it, Leslie? Life just wants to live. Life just wants to live. To me, that it, that is so. Did you hear? It's like when I say anticipated in my room. What? Yeah. What? I, what? I, what? I, what? I, what? I say? I was what antici- was it? What was it? What was? It? <laughs> I was anticipated in my Ruth Gordon voice. Yeah. Life but just life, wants to live. Life just wants to live. Life just wants to live. <laughs> She might have said it that way. She might she have. She might have. It's true. But yeah, so like to me, like I'm, I feel extremely centered in the energy of that statement right yeah. now. And that is no more grind. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. No more, no more grind. <clears throat> no, no more performing performance yeah. for other people, whether it's in life or on social media or whatever. It's just about capturing the, your joy, my joy yeah. in the moment questioning okay is this thing that i'm going to do next in this next moment is this centered in my joy and that's not a selfish statement no it's not not at all not at all a selfish statement because you can still do things for other people like bringing home birthday cake cereal for other people yes you you don't really want it but you know that someone that you love deeply does want it. And yeah. you do that because that bring you joy, brings you joy. You, you're giving to another person. You're drinking water because it brings you joy. You're eating grapes because it brings you joy. You are taking a nap. Except, you know, all the things. You know? yeah. So as long as you are, as long as I'm asking that question, it very much grounds me. And it removes the whole ego element, which to me really stirs up my anxiety. Yeah. Oh, thank you for the light, yeah. Donna. Thank you. And my anxiety up until this solstice slash full moon was at a 10. Yeah. Big time. Big time 10. And I couldn't put my finger on it. And it's because, you know, for me personally, I wasn't centering myself in joy. So it's imperative. It is imperative. And so to me, that's a huge lesson. And I really give a lot of gratitude to 
whatever energies pushed me to that space. I've I've really, it's almost like a kick in the pants moment, Mm -hmm. you know, for the most part. And um, I just would like to encourage our listeners to consider grounding each moment and each decision that they make in how they're going to define that for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love that for, you know, for a, for a forever theme, but something to consider as Mm -hmm. we're moving into the solstice also Mm -hmm. that inner child joy, like the sun card in the tarot going into that place of positivity and vitality for yourself and grounding yourself in joy. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And a really beautiful plant ally that all of our listeners have access to at some point is Rose for that purpose because Rose does bring us joy. How many times do you walk down the street and someone's rose bush is blooming and you're like, (gasps) gasp. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. You smell amazing. Oh my God. Look at, look at this gorgeous thing. And they're all different, you know, and you don't have to grow rose to experience rose magic. And I know I talk about rose so often, just as often as my good reason why it's a good reason know? why. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just, um, it's been a tremendous, um, plant ally in this, in this journey to this yeah. discovery. Well, it doesn't the saying go stop to smell the roses. Oh, isn't yeah. that to be like ground in your joy in the present moment? Yeah. Not rush. Yep. That's exactly it. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah, you did. no, <laughs> No. So that's your hot witch summer. That's my hot witch summer. Moisturize, Mm -hmm. guava lacroix, Mm -hmm. ground your decisions and joy. I love that. Yeah. I like it too. I think it's going to make for a good summer. Yeah. Um, Mine is... Yeah, what's yours? My hot witch summer is braids. I noticed that. I love it. (laughs) Maybe one, maybe two. Who knows? Yes. Maybe yes. on top of the head, maybe side by side. Into it. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Braids. Um, hair clips. <laughs> I was like going to say banana clips. clips. <laughs> like a banana clip. <laughs> Amanda was like, don't buy a banana clip. No. Don't do that. But you could. Don't do that. And I was like, why not? She goes, just don't What do a, it. What just if it has it. pearls on it? I See, owned one. I, well, I had a we pearl had money. <laughs> My mom was banana clip queen. <laughs> Actually, one of my what's that? Is that like eight banana clips? No, she was like actually. There's this awesome picture of my mom, and she's leaning back with a cig in her mouth, and she's readjusting her banana clip. (laughs) What color was it? Neon yellow. I might have been tortoise shell, but I know I've seen that. I had some of the neon yellow ones, but I remember looking at her and like, damn, Mm -hmm. she's fox. (laughs) She. Whoa. My mom. <laughs> she pretty. She pretty. You know, Living that lake life. I got it. <laughs> lake life. I got to tell you, I think a banana clip really only works on big hair. You know, like I have long straight hair and the the idea of putting a banana <laughs> clip in it. I would like to actually do this. Maybe we could do that sometime. I was just thinking about that too. It's Why not? Too, it's like, it's preposterous. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, you need like um, a oh. lot of volume and texture. Yeah. Um, I agree. I know what you're talking about. And she would, she'd like, she'd put the hot curlers in her hair oh, and then she'd yeah. brush them out and then she'd, yeah. you know, my dad was like, let's see the pink, pink lipstick on that cigarette oh, end. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's so gross. gross. I know. That's so gross. I know. My dad used to have a fetish about seeing the like lipstick, pink oh lipstick God. butts in the street. 
because his lips were around it. This is the house I grew up in. <laughs> I love it. I think it's so funny. Jack. He is. I mean, that's rated G. Some of the stuff I've walked in dirty, on. That's like dirty, dirty. Oh, Lord. Um, so for me. Yeah. Braids. Braids. Clips. <laughs> Clips. Um, summer dresses. But that's always. But um, joy, like childlike wonder. Oh. Like I just ordered Six. Six. How many? Six. <laughs> of those like fiber optic <gasps> hair, th- like lights. What are the, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I do know like, what you mean. They flew you just out. Six. What? <laughs> I was like, this Nurse is incredible. Held? I'm going to buy six of these. And use them in the pool. Yeah. And just look at them. Uh-huh. <laughs> or just sit in bed and look at I them. I used to have a Christmas tree that was like that. And like touch them. Oh, I was yeah. really into touching them. Yeah, I was sitting by the pool with my foot with one the other night, and I was like, this is a great photo. <laughs> I might have... It sure was. I saw it. Uh, uh, huh? It's very Florida. It's very, it is? Very you're good. right. Yes. Oh, you're having a, a Florida hot witch I summer. Am, yes, a very Golden Ooh. Girls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm into that. Florida room. Mm-hmm. Rattan furniture. Yes. Sandals. Orthopedic sandals. Oh, yeah. I'm into that, too. Um, Chaco. Uh, but you know, anyway, Allison. yeah, popsicles, lemonade, mm-hmm. sun tea, yeah. just the summer things. That's what I'm what's down your, for. What's the tea you put in your sun tea? Well, it's not that exciting. That's okay. Uh, it's just a cold brew Lipton. Lipton, yes. But they, I found like a cold brew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, we were just doing a it, just a black tea. Sure. Your English yeah. breakfast. Or yeah. Good choice. Delightful. Like, so Solid darn delightful. Good. Yeah. And when Jim and I were in Savannah, like we... I ordered an unsweetened iced tea and he was like, wow. And I'm like, you want to try it? And from then on, we were like, let's get an iced tea. You, know? <laughs> you guys are so funny. We fell in love with unsweetened that's iced cute. tea. That's oh. all we drink in the summer. Oh, I do. I love it so much. So that's mm. that's the kind of, just an old fashioned summer. I love it. It's my hot that's beautiful. summer. With, oh, well, I have one more thing to add yeah. before we continue on. Sure. Funky colored sunglasses. Ooh, yeah. You got, you brought some today. Like amethyst color. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm feeling it. Interesting shape. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Angular. Very. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's so that's, great. pops of color. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's my house. do you have any, uh, any insight? Into your summertime? You want to know what my hot witch summer is? Fuck yes, yeah, I do. Donna. I'm into it. Uh, mezcal. Yes. Mm. Although it is running up with rum. We made pina coladas. Oh. Homemade. Hidden Harbor makes, uh, Maggie's Farm and Hidden Harbor make a rum that's won awards nationwide. And um, it is delicious. It's really good rum. And we made pina coladas. With fresh pineapple that we cut up and froze, uh-huh. and oh, a lot of rum uh-huh. and coconut milk. I will require these at Flamingo so Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Amanda was saying. Her hot witch summer is pina coladas. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm into that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had a pina colada, but I'm sure Not like, like this. they're kind of just like syrups and ice. Mm-hmm. This is like actual coconut oh, and pineapple yeah. and rum. And you put a couple of those maraschino cherries on it. Oh, yeah. and then you have a floater on top. And then you have like, a floater oh. of aged rum on top. So <laughs> oh, man. Oh, mama. It's dangerous. Frozen drink summer. Ooh, mm-hmm. la, la. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm still working on my pineapple kush. So pineapple is going to be a theme this summer mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're growing a lot of stuff in the garden. <gasps> so You got to talk about the garden. Okay. 
I think um, yeah. a really, really nice olive oil and finishing salt is really important for the summer. Because of all those tomatoes that we're going to have. Because of all the tomatoes. And what Bumper crop. Got some hot peppers. Mm-hmm. Got some fresh herbs. Shiso. Mm-hmm. Shiso. Folks at home, shiso is so delicious. Mm-hmm. And it's you can not- make a shiso lemonade, too. Ooh, yeah. Can you really? That's true. Yeah. Those are the little peppers, right? No, we're speaking about the shiso herb. <gasps> it it, it kind of grows in the same way that um, Italian basil grows, but it gets these really big, massive leaves, almost like leaf lettuce. And what a lot of folks do in um, Asian cuisine is wrap like meats and things in it. And eat them like that instead oh, yeah. of like a lettuce wrap. Use shiso leaf, <gasps> and, and in um, Japanese cuisine, it's often used to wrap sushi and things like that too. And it is fantastic. Wow, it is so delicious. It's herbaceous. It's kind of citrusy. It's a little bit peppery. It's yum yum. Ooh. We're growing that this year. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and um, so we've got two kitchen gardens um which donna just talked about and then we have two medicinal gardens which are also teaching gardens that i use with my students this year um and they're all full of medicinal and magical plants like our dear friend mugwort and i've got um a lot of really like protective things in there like uh saint john's wort as well as um, Greek mulling and it's just been really fun to, to plant these little babies from seed and then you know growing them up in this way you know it was real it's just it's such a beautiful practice and it's interesting you know I've always loved wild plants and that's been my primary focus magically and in the work that I do as an herbalist is just kind of going around different wild spaces and scoping things out and getting to know the plants in that kind of way. But it's been extra special to see them grow in this like um, much more like intimate way because they're here in my, in my home, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been really fun. Yeah, really babies. can nurture them. Oh, yeah, babies. babies. And we go out every morning and we say good morning. Yes. <laughs> and we look everything over. And it's just, it's really fun. Just like walk around and be like, oh, the calendula bloom today. You know? Oh my God, like, I love shit. this for you. Oh, it's real. It's just fantastic. It's like Christmas every single day. Because. You see who's peeping out. Exactly. Yeah. And. This this time of year in particular is really special because it is it is like every single day it changes as far as like you know um, who's starting to bloom and who's starting to go to seed. It's just it's really it's a gift. It, it looks beautiful around here. I don't remember it as like just as alive as it is this year. Yeah, I would agree. It feels very alive. We've, we've done a lot of work to cultivate this, yeah. this uh, space. It really is so, a special. Thank you. Yeah. Sacred space. Yeah. And it's been, it's been really um, an honor to be able to have the students here and, and um, work with, you know, work with them in this, in this way. What, so. How many years now that you've been doing Alchemy Path? Um, six years, I wow. think. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and every year it's been four people, so yeah. it's been very small, but really worthwhile, and everyone gets to know each other really well, and it's been, it's just, it's an honor yeah. to do it. 
That's really fun. Oh man, is that cool? Yeah, I love that you do magic that. and medicine. Magic All and medicine together. Yeah. Double M's. Yeah, M and M. What have you been noticing that's been changing for you? Have you evolved? Like, have you evolved into new understandings of self? Especially like over. You know, we were, you know we haven't really. And we catch up every now and then, but like it's been yeah. a while since it we've has been. been. Um, What's evolved in you? Well, you know, I think at the top of the show, the the big like breakthrough has been super yeah. recent. <clears throat> um, yeah, it, it's it's been a slow blossoming. Um, in the springtime, I had like little peeks into this whole idea of you know grounding yourself in joy and making sure that you're staying in that mind frame um but as i said before you know earlier it's really just come through and to be honest with you before that i was just in a big old fog i think it just i think um you know my my practice was stagnant um you know, and I was just kind of treading energetic water, so to speak, for a, a long time. And I, I know it has to do with the, the pandemic and, you know, just what mm-hmm. the, the collective was going through at that point. And what? just, you know, this stuff with Derek Chauvin and the social justice and r- racial justice movement that's been going on mm-hmm. in, our, in our country. Just collect, all those things collectively, I've mm-hmm. just been really treading energetic water yeah. for a while. Yeah, and I remember we talked at Imbolc and and you were like we were talking about practice and you're like, you you, you don't always have to be practicing or in ritual rather. Right. Yes. That's different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're feeling that you're blossoming. out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel that way. Do you think that's like a popular theme for everyone right now? Because it seems like a lot of people are like quitting jobs. It seems like a lot of people have had the whole year to be like, okay, let's make changes that like, make us happy yeah and i think that there have been like pockets i don't let me rephrase that tidal waves of spiritual awakenings for people Mm -hmm. yeah i would agree i would agree with that and we're still continuing to be looking inward yeah you know and you know because of work circumstances and family circumstances and you know all the things that have been happening in the world and yeah i do i do think that that it may be a collective thing. It makes a lot of sense to me that a lot of us are starting to just kind of like wake up because this is like the season of illumination, mm. you know, like the sun is the brightest. And so, you know, I always ground my, my uh, magical practice in what's happening in nature. So, yeah. <clears throat> you know, the sun is at its peak at this time of year. And so Every single aspect of our lives are illuminated right now. And so it's it's super easy to be like, you know what? Fuck this job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, this job is a hot mess and it's not worth my time. My time and energy is worth so much more than this and it's time to step away from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be a job that you've been in for six months or it could be a job that you've been in for 20 years, mm-hmm. you know? And so... I think a lot of people, I, I know that, you know, there are a lot of folks that are also changing relationships 
mm-hmm. at this time of year too. Bill and Melinda Gates are getting a divorce. I mean, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I think that a lot of people are, are feeling the pressure, the, that pressure mm. cooker starting to yeah. vent off. And they're like, okay, I need to make some big changes for my life because I've been so unhappy for so long. Yeah, energetic enough investment. Enough. Yeah, yeah, indeed. It, yeah. It's, energetic investment has been such a theme in tarot readings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just your, your time, your energy, yeah. your joy. Right. Your family who's important to you. And that, and that really came out, um, and, and I know we've talked about this a lot, but I really noticed it last year is like just your, your, your everyday wonderful human being who may not have considered the idea of boundaries was waking up to like what boundaries meant. Yes. <laughs> You're so right about that. Do you know that. what I mean? I which do. equals, which is in summation of energetic investment, self-preservation, mm-hmm. you know, personal time Mm -hmm. what brings you joy who you want to spend your time with Mm -hmm. it's been incredible Mm -hmm. incredible to watch i've noticed the more you practice your boundaries the less anxiety you have too isn't that a fact that is a out of the mouths of babes hard fact right there (laughs) she is the youngest of the group technically beans the youngest but you know that's a dog so yeah that's a good point donna absolutely yeah that is a hard fact <clears throat> and practicing boundaries is really challenging, as we know. And I, I had a, a, an experience recently where I had a person um, comment on my weight. I know. What? And it put me immediately back in high school, which technically I wear the same pant size now at 42 years old that I did when I was... 16 so it's like okay this is my body right and this person said i'm not going to repeat what what he said but i was so angry i was so angry and donna and i were talking about it on our on our morning walk with the dog and she said you said to me, are you more angry that you didn't say anything back or are you more angry that he said something to you? And it, it's, I was so pissed off that I didn't say anything back. Mm-hmm. And that to me is a huge teaching moment. And my past self would have been like ruminating on it. You know, next time you don't do that. Next time you don't do that. But now, since I'm centering in joy, you mark that point in time in your brain and you say, I will say X, Y, and Z next time, which would be, what did you mean by that? Looking that person in the yeah. eye and, and you're not calling them out. You're not being rude. You're not swearing at them. You're not telling, telling them to fuck off. You're just saying, you're like reflecting back, you know, what did you mean by that? And then they, it would force that person to say once again what they said to you yeah. or backpedal and be like, oh shit, I made a mistake. Yeah. But by saying like something like, what did you mean by that? You are setting a boundary Mm -hmm. because you're showing them, you know, that you heard what they said and that it was inappropriate and it hurt you. My mom used to tell me that Mm -hmm. all the time when I was a little girl, when somebody would say something um, rude, Mm -hmm. she would always say, pretend like you didn't hear and ask them to repeat it. I'm sorry, what did you just say? (laughs) I like that too. Because when they have to say it the second time, Mm -hmm. they're like, ooh. My bad. Those are nice sneakers you got on. I like those shoes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a great teacher of this too, is Jeffrey Marsh. Mm, Agreed. And, you know, they really do an excellent job at 
confirming self-love. Yes. You know, um, which I think that's one of my favorite things about Jeffrey. I agree. You know, and that, and uh, I mean, it's, it's so wild to me to be at this age and be taught by people on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, because you I, think that like teachers should be in, in the right. moment with you. But Jeffrey has taught me so much. I think Jeffrey's our age. I think so too. I think they're yeah. over 40. Yeah. And I really identify with Jeffrey because they grew up in a similar space that I, and I grew like up small, in small town. town in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I had a similar experience, but yeah, Jeffrey's been such a great teacher and their videos are just like small, mm-hmm. like mini bites. So it's not overwhelming. And I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm I sorry. Just, I took I away like t- learning over the phone is such an yeah, interesting so new weird. concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so weird, but it's true. Like yeah. Jeffrey's been a huge teacher. Um, and I always look forward to their posts. And they're just a, a beautiful soul. Truly. I've always been committed to my morning personal practice of waking up with gratitude mm-hmm. and how important it is to, and I actually was talking about this with a client today, like how important it is when we're getting, when we're waking up from a dream state, especially, even if you say, oh, I don't dream, you're coming out of a deep sleep. You have been in rest mode for probably over four to five hours, six, seven hours, right? Depending on what your sleep pattern is. And how important it is to ground yourself in your body before you even get out of bed. Just to be like, okay, I'm here, I'm awake. And it usually starts for me like listening to the birds chirp. And so it used to just be like, thank you, thank you. Well, yeah, I'm like, blah, 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 and I'm awake. Now it's been okay, let me just be here for a moment. Let me listen to the, let me listen to how the natural world is informing me. So I'm almost getting like the weather report from the birds in the morning and really listening to them. And we've been putting out um, bird seed for them because Dio absolutely loves Mm. to watch them. So we've wanted to give him a little bit of, you know, a connection with the outside world too. So the birds are very, very chatty around our, our space. And so listening to them, grounding into that, grounding into my cats in the morning, feeling my like body, like coming into my body, feeling my physical form, maybe even reaching over and touching Jim and then saying like saying my morning intentions and affirmations um, and then waking up mm-hmm. has been mm-hmm. incredible shift. Mm-hmm. Just grounding in that moment, not just like jumping, you know, like which I used to do when I worked at the bank and like I slapped my alarm five times and now it was like, oh my God, I'm going to miss the bus. I would just start the morning full of anxiety, running around, tripping over things in the dark, cold outside. Now it's like, I'm so grateful for the, for the opportunity and, and you can still do this, you know, shame on on me for, you know, hitting my alarm five times. So that was my, my mistake. But yeah, really involved into just coming into the body in the morning. And with that being said, like even in readings, really, I've been connecting in with the natural world more than I think I ever have. Mm. Watching the clouds shift when I'm doing readings, feeling the, like I like to sit by the window and have the window open so I can hear the birds, to see who's flying by the windows. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, there's bee. So we got to talk about bee energy. Like just really working through, like being informed with my clients beyond just reading tarot cards for them, but reading the outside world 
Think, just being outside. It's so good. That's so like good. you said, you and Donna, like this is where we are all day that yeah. we can, every moment we can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we out spend here. all day outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and our bodies are a reflection of nature, mm-hmm. right? We are made up of all of the elements, including spirit. And that is grounded in a lot of witchcraft practices, but it's also grounded in some really amazing healing modalities like Ayurveda. So I love that you're getting clues yeah to what's happening with your clients from the outside space i do that as well yeah. in, in my readings that's really cool yeah and i usually put my feet up on a windowsill and just like watch you know it's like a big television yeah screen in front of you but it's just the window yeah that's cool and the other thing i want to say too like with my practice um evolving is sometimes not practicing yes Knowing when to practice, not have to, not having to feel, oh, my God, oh it's a full moon. I got to do something. It's, yeah. it's yeah. a full moon. I want, to, I get to do something. Yes, I'm ready to do something. It's an opportunity. Yeah. No more obligations. Yes. That's one of the things that my spirit team, my um, guides, have been really, really hammering home. You know, no obligations. You do it when you're moved to do it. Yeah. It's not on a calendar. It's not a to-do list. You don't. It's. It doesn't count if if it's something that you have to check off on your to-do list. Mm-hmm. It only counts if your heart is telling you to do it. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love it. I love it. Me too. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Any movies? Yeah. Any movies that you've seen this summer so far that you've really loved? Well, this time from being technical, nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Oh, oh my god! First of all, I've always been a big Bob Odenkirk fan. I don't even if know you're who ever this into is. like Mr. Show when Mr. Show was on, but um, um, David Cross and Bob Odenkirk. David Cross hmm. was in also Arrested Development, mm-hmm. played Tobias. Mm-hmm. Um, but they and Bob Odenkirk was briefly too, um, comedian. Mm-hmm. And then was in Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and then Better Call Saul, and um, I've been a, a fan of his for a while. So now in this movie, nobody, action packed, <gasps> got some silliness to it. Jim calls it a goofy John Wick. We're also big John Wick fans because oh how can you not love Keanu Reeves? I know he is. He is the sweetest. Every time I read one like? of his like oh you God. know um, interviews, I'm just like, where did you come? You're so Keanu sweet. is like the balanced divine masculine. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Just what Aww. a soul. What He's a the soul. emperor. Yeah. He's the emperor. Are you listening, Keanu? Keanu. We love you. Good job, buddy. Keanu. <laughs> I'd like to talk about um, yes. the conjuring. The devil mm, made me do it. No, you yes. didn't. Yes. Can we talk about Did that? Did you get scared? No. Is no. it scary? It's good. Is it really? It's it's pro. Okay. All right. No spoilers, right? Oh, I know. (laughs) Okay. Well, okay, everybody. At this point, we're going to talk about this movie that you may or may not have seen. There might be spoilers. We apologize. Don't get mad. The devil made me do it. It was. It's probably my. It's probably my favorite Conjuring movie no. so far. Stop. 
kidding. Okay. So is this a second? This is the third one. The third, because there was Annabelle, right? There, well, that's different. Okay. So there's The Conjuring Universe. There's a web. And then, yes. <laughs> and then there's The Conjuring Movies. So there's three The Conjuring colon whatever, whatever, whatever. But then Annabelle's part of the universe, and that fucking nun one's part of the universe. Yeah, I've seen them. And I don't La know La if Rona. I've seen Annabelle. Uh, yeah, um, that one's part of the universe. Too. Uh, I don't know. The devil made me do it. You just yeah. love to so, say that, don't you? She does. <laughs> we we loved it. Didn't we like it? It was great. It was really good. Didn't was we that the like night we got it? Cheesecake? <laughs> That's when we got cheesecake. We got, it was a whole oh date. So it was terrible. a date. You had a date. Yeah, we did. We had a date. It was really fun. We got takeout from the Cheesecake Factory. Don't. We've never had it before. I would never it judge. Thing. Don't judge, guys. I would never judge. And then we watched the double. I do like vegetables too. a lot, just so you know. Um, the cheesecake was delicious. The food was terrible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we watched this movie. It was fantastic. My favorite parts were like the weird like human body contortions. Oh, God, I can't. They did a great job, though. They really did. I can't handle like yes, you can. human crab walk. Oh, it's it, good. It did like that crunching sound, <laughs> like knuckles cracking. <laughs> it was so really good. good. <laughs> the coolest parts were uh-huh. um, Clarice. My favorite parts were <laughs> Clarice by Donna. <laughs> no, Clarence. Clarice. Go on, Donna. Sorry. So, Lorraine's the medium. Yep. Right, and yes. she's the one who like. She gets all the hints. Yes, she does. She's and fucking great. <clears throat> she, yeah, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then they, I don't know if they did it in the other movies. If they did, it was like kind of more subtle. But like in this one, when she's like going to where she thinks like the scene of the crime is that they don't know where it is, like you get to see her crossover. Oh, wow. Into the spirit world, into memory. Cool. Mm-hmm. And she follows like the whole event. Oh, that's yeah. cool. It was really cool. And like Bob has to like watch her go through it and mm-hmm. she's like physically you know she's in two worlds she's right? in two different worlds and Super her cool. but her body is like reenacting what the perpetrator in this crime that they're investigating is doing and it's very stressful for bob it's it's just oh it's really great it's it's a great movie okay and then there's the possessions mm-hmm. oh, and the possessions Mm-mm. have like insane contortions oh, it's no. awesome Mm-mm. 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 Nope. it's they really great, great. they have like priests yelling nah. nope. of course mm-hmm. naturally of Christ it. compels you and they're like <laughs> yeah and and also so levitation I ate your mother's toes for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep and then there's a satan worshiper who is a really nice altar she's really got a fantastic nice altar. altar she's working hard she is it's she true did a great job her setup was fantastic mm. she's worshiping satan it was great mm-hmm. and she had a whole catacomb Mm-hmm. And did. Clarice got into the catacomb. Not Clarice, honey. It's Lorraine. <laughs> Lorraine got you. into the catacomb. <laughs> and like, she does all these like magic tricks on Clarice to like. Lorraine. <laughs> Lorraine. To, it's Lorraine. <laughs> to scare Is this her. when Clarice is confronting it's Buffalo Lor- Bill? It's Lorraine, guys. <laughs> Wait, what? Are we talking it's about Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. Or? <laughs> <laughs> Which I did not like that movie. <laughs> It scared me too much. Oh my god! It's so funny because I don't. Would you I, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> it fuck, fuck me. No. Gross. 
Um, I can totally do like the Conjuring movies, but I can't watch things that like that act, could happen. That could, like check Texas Chainsaw Massacre can't do oh, it. I can't do that. I watched either. Seven. It fucked me up. Still yeah, from all yeah, these years later, cannot. Oh, I hate that shit. Oh my god, Seven. Was what's terrible. in the box? Oh no. Oh god, oh, I hate it. What's in the box? Um. Anyway, yeah, The Conjuring was good. <laughs> You should watch it. Whew. It's great. We should watch it. Hot summer movie series. Yes. Okay. So I would also, watch it again. Mortal Kombat was really good. <gasps> what? Oh, Jim and I watched that. That was good. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I didn't watch that. I don't know. I'll let Jim talk to you about that. I was basically like playing on my phone the whole time. I'm like, oh. Man, what happened? Why is he frozen? TikTok. Lame. TikTok. <laughs> totally lame. That was a great movie. I'm going to say two that we did watch and... Um, but I don't really want to talk about them too much but because it's a kind of a mind thing, but you kind of have to see them to believe them. Interstellar mm. and Tenet. Tenet. Which are very similar. Is very much like... Spe- you would love Interstellar. I saw Interstellar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that Matthew, the one with Brad Pitt? Matthew McConaughey. Oh, Matthew Loved that whole concept of Interstellar. Very strange. It's very cool. You've never seen it, Allison? No. And then, she has. She just wasn't watching. She's playing on her phone. Yes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what are we watching? Oh, nothing. Um, and then Tenet is really cool because it's kind of concepts of time travel. Long movies, but worth it. Summer movie series, yes. folks. Jocelyn from Pittsburgh. I have a bit of a weird problem. I'm not a great gardener, but I'm trying. I have a basket with all my gardening tools in it, but my left gloves keep disappearing. I've been very careful to put my gloves away when I'm done with them, and especially careful after the left ones started disappearing. Is it fairies? I've got a pile of right-handed gloves. We did move to a new home, and I just inherited a beautiful and beloved pair of gloves from my Nana, who was an excellent gardener. Is there anything I can do to help keep these gloves together? Thanks. Jocelyn, great question. Wow, so much, so much. I'm going to say yes to fairies. <laughs> Somebody's playing tricks on you, Maybe my the neighbor's dog. Oh, I'm just Possibly. Kidding. No. Practical thing, though, comes to mind. Yeah. Safety pin. Yeah. So just safety pinning them together. Let's let's, let's not let's talk about what? the significance oh, of the left hand. Please go. Do it. Well, the left hand is the moon is the the like the receptive. It's the intuitive side, right? It's the feminine side. It's the moon side of the mm-hmm. body. Mhm. Mhm. So okay. why is it going missing? Good question. Jocelyn only you can answer that. Does Jocelyn's team only want her to use one hand while gardening? Oh, just the right. Just the right hand. Why? I don't know. Gardening with just one hand is a pain in the tush. I don't see it. I don't garden. I know. Hmm. Pain in the tush. But yeah. I think it's interesting that the left hand goes missing. Is Always the left hand. See, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame this on a house spirit. Okay. Because which house spirits technically can move from house to house with you. They're basically yeah. just like family guardian spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, like Dobby. Like it's it's like the receptive. It's like the it's like your spirit side, Mm -hmm. the left side. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's pretend Mm -hmm. that this is fairy or house spirit related, which they're in the same category of spirits, right? Um, Sewing a small piece of iron Mm -hmm. onto Nana's gloves may be very helpful. So finding yourself some iron nails and just kind of like using some needle and thread and tacking them to the wrist parts where Mm -hmm. the wrist is flat, maybe on top instead Mm -hmm. of the bottom so you don't poke yourself. That could be helpful. I've also seen um, like iron rings. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. As well, because iron repels these kinds of spirits if that's who's playing tricks on you. Mm -hmm. So that's something to do. And like I said before, a little practical thing would be to pin them together when you put them away. Yeah, that's a great idea. Offerings. Oh, yeah, offerings. Yeah, put that cream out there. Okay. And butter. Yeah, butter. Mm -hmm. No butter. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, That's Jocelyn awesome. says that you that you've moved. Yeah. Um and so starting to create a relationship with the spirits around your house slash on your land is an excellent thing to do. Mm-hmm. So butter mm-hmm. or manchego, honey or some kind of cream Prosciutto. and pr- yep, a whole charcuterie board basically. That's what you should do, Jocelyn. A whole Chacruterie board. What else, Donna? Castle Toronto olives. <laughs> oh, God. I Delicious. Love my favorites. Buttery awesomeness. Them buttery. <laughs> right. But I do think offerings will help. <laughs> Doing the iron, I know you're making a good point. Iron is, should be in every witch's toolbox. I agree, and it's in mine. I mm-hmm. love it. In what form is it in your toolbox? In me, personally, I have an iron ring. That I have in my um, like a jewelry daily ring. bag sort or of like thing. like a washer. It was given to me by a jeweler as a piece of jewelry that fell apart. Hmm. Um, so it's just like a, it's like the circumference of a dime hmm. in a... Is it rusty? Yes, mm-hmm. it is rusty. They usually are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they're not treated. But my guess is like you go to the hardware store, you say, hey... Where what do you what do you guys have that's iron? Yeah, you know, and your Lowe's friendly Lowe's person will be like, well, I don't know, let's go to look at the nails. What's the project you're working on? Right, exactly. None of your business. I got goblins. Keeping the fairies away. <laughs> I got goblins. Fuck yourself. <laughs> I got goblins up to here. You know. <laughs> hey, goblins. Mind you, where your where's your iron? Um, yeah, so you know, just. <laughs> Find some iron. God bless up here. Oh shit, that's a good. Okay. You know, or go or go go down to the railroad tracks too. You might be able to find some nails, mm-hmm. big old railroad nails. Mm-hmm. Although I think they're a little bit too heavy to put on Nana's gloves. Well, yeah, all right, but they could maybe go in the gardener's box. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, where are mm-hmm. you storing them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or hold them down with the iron nail oh, with the railroad good point. spike. Oh, great idea! Just well, Jocelyn, thought. just a thought. Hope that helps. I hope that I hope that helps, Jocelyn. It's fantastic. 
Hi, witches. So I just want to say before I ask the question, thank you so, so, so much for having this type of podcast. It has really helped me as I am a novice practitioner for a little bit over a year now. Um, and I hope you're having a good day, night, or evening, or whatever it is when y'all are reading this. If y'all read this, if y'all listen to this, my bad. Um, so I want to start an ancestor altar because I've been getting this just just overall attraction to um, curanderismo. And I've been getting these vivid dreams about curanderismo, and I want to make an ancestor altar, but I am in a Catholic conservative family, and I was wondering how I could make an ancestor altar in my room, or if I could, like, make it in a shoebox and then take it outside. I was wondering if you have any tips and tricks for an, like, closeted ancestor altar. Thank you all so, so much. Let's be Horatio, thank you for calling. What a beautiful voice. What a tender. What yeah. a tender one. Thank you so much for your question, my love. Yes, indeed. I, it's like the... Also, we're having a lovely night. We are, aren't thank we? Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And we hope that you are too. <laughs> yeah. We hope that everyone listening is yeah. having a wonderful day, night, whatever you're experiencing. Um, Leslie, thoughts? Feelings? Well, I love, you know... You can, a handful of things. Yes, a shoebox is fine mm-hmm. or some sort of a special box. Even, you know, like um, you can go to a thrift shop and find like a beautiful wooden box of some kind or even like I've seen some of those like old um, like 80s, 70s, 80s like puffy jewelry boxes oh, that can yeah. be really great I too. I love that. But then I also think and, and you know, help me with this too, but like you can have an inconspicuous yes. ancestor altar without yes. prying eyes being the wiser. It's true. It's about intention. Yeah. It's all about intention and it's the simplest, it can be the most simplest thing, a tea light and a picture of your grandmother. Yeah. That's it. It could be a tea light and some flowers. It could be a white, white candle in particular, you know, focusing on that color, just a white candle. It's about your intention Mm -hmm. and what you name that space to be for yourself. And if you name it, especially out loud, your ancestors will know to go there to work with you and to speak with you and to communicate with you. You make a great point because having an altar is saying this is where we meet. That's right. That's it. It's opening that doorway of connection. And just also making sure, I always just, I don't know if Horatio knows this, especially being a novice, but making sure that the only people pictured are your dead ancestors, nobody living on that altar. Yes. Yeah. If you choose to put pictures up. Right. But if you don't feel safe yeah. enough to do that, that's totally okay. 100% okay. A glass of water. Glass glass of water is great if you can right. do that too. Um, maybe a coin from your ancestors' place of origin. Yeah. Um, let's see. A cross. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you know some sort of uh, medallion or something that mm. was that was used in um, prayer from a loved one that's passed on, a memento of some Mm -hmm. kind that you might have from somebody that you were close with that's passed over. Um, But as long as you have that white candle and some kind of stand-in for your ancestor, you are A-okay. Great. Good to go. Donna. Horatio mentioned having vivid dreams about... (gasps) 
right. Mm-hmm. They Someone? did. Yeah. Um, Horatio mentioned mm-hmm. um, having dreams about the practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and forgive me, I'm not great at Spanish or saying words that are Spanish, so I'm not even going to attempt it because yeah. I don't want to cause any harm that way. But um, but I think that that is a huge um, clue yeah. that Horatio's ancestors very, very, very much want to come through and work with them Yeah, in a big way. Yeah, and you can even... In your dream space, set an intention before you go to bed at night to meet your ancestors at your dream space altar. Oh, man, that is great. So it doesn't have to be in the physical world. So you can have, like, like you can have this sort of place holding, but then in your dream... (laughs) You slay me, girl. She's catching her breath over here. Yes. Oh my God. It's great. I love this idea. Sorry, go ahead. Well, it must be like the intended purpose if they're coming in your dreams, right? Right, indeed. So it would probably just be better to have like a a journal or something to to work on. That's a great idea too. Yeah. Working on it. Yeah. Yeah, like coming out of that space and and then waking up and just, just, and again, like we've talked about this so many times and Laura's always, Laura's always taught me this too in the dream classes she's taught. But does I think we all think that when we wake up in the morning, we have to be like, uh, there was, and I woke up and there was this end and then in the paragraph format, it doesn't have to be just bullet points, key points. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you were doing ancestral dream work, you could be doing the kind of like guidance that you're looking for from your ancestors, but more like going to sleep with an intention. Of yes. yes. That's exactly it. You got it. I love this. Oh my God, that resonates with me so much. Yeah. Horatio. Which I think is actually something I would love to even like start to to do. It Mm -hmm. just kind of like, I think I have in some weird ways when they've come in. But I think. You talk about that pee. What did I pee? Didn't you get a pee stuck up your nose or something? Oh, a bean. She got a bean stuck up her nose. Got my nose pierced with a bean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, where are we talking urine? Are we talking (laughs) pee pod? Peas. Mush peace. But um yeah, setting that intention before bed, saying to your ancestors Okay. Let's meet Let's at do this. this place. I love it. Horatio, this is so good. And you'll know it's them yeah. because they'll meet you there. Mm-hmm. Would and it then, be some kind of like totem or photo or something under your pillow that would help you? I don't think just work? even setting the intention. No. Yeah. It's really like you don't. Tools just help us focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are like training wheels on a bike. Mm-hmm. Once you learn how to ride that bike, you don't need those tools it's necessarily true. anymore. It's true. Although it it is nice to like bring that focus back and set intention with them. Mm-hmm. And having it echo in our physical reality is always mm-hmm. a nice thing. But if you can't, that's okay. It doesn't yeah. devalue your practice. Spirit's not going to be like, well, you yeah, right. even want so. <laughs> Hello. You know, so where's that glass experience. of water? Yeah, I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I'm with you. So, Horatio, if you have um, a token from a loved one that's passed over, you could for sure use it underneath your pillow to kind yeah. of like create that connection. But I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. I think it's all about your own heart 
um, and the fact that they very much want to work with you, which they always do, but it's very clear, very yeah. clear, you know, since they're coming through the dream world, you know, and in it, that way. It reminds me of when we spoke with Karen in the family traditions, the Italian rural traditions, where the energy was passed down from generations from ancestral bloodlines, and it feels like Horatio yep. is 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 yeah. is prepared to receive. I totally agree. Yeah. And they're ready to, to share that with Horatio. That's wonderful. Oh, yeah. my friend, that's so beautiful. Thank yeah. you for calling in. Thanks, Horatio. And talking with us about that. Appreciate you very much. Isn't it great to get calls? I love I getting love calls. calls. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. I love getting calls. I do. How, how do people call us? Oh, they, they just um, they create a username and a login through the Anchor FM app, and they can find us on there, and then they can leave a voicemail. It's one minute long. Nice. Yes. So easy. I love it. Hello, hags. This is Jackie reporting in from the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, Washington. Uh, I have a philosophical question for y'all. If we go down the rabbit hole of reincarnation, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that too, if we believe in, if you believe in reincarnation, and if you do, what happens if an ancestor moves on into their next life if they are reincarnated can you still work with them and access them because uh, this is a thought that I've had a, a couple of times uh, if that is a possibility and so I'd just love to hear your thoughts on that it is so great to have you back on the airways and I can't wait to hear your answer and to listen to more episodes and to just hear your wonderful thoughts love you all and have a great day. Jackie. Jackie. Jackie, 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 Jackie. Oh, this is so good. I've pondered this on many a starry night. Well, what are you... <laughs> many a star- On my ship, looking at the stars, wondering about the beautiful universe. <laughs> well, what do you think, Oh, yeah, friend? I think you can still. Hell yeah. I think you Me can too. still. Because I think that... So, yes, uh, Jackie, I believe in reincarnation. I do as well. Yes, um, firmly. And I do believe... Now, I I also believe that there are some ancestors that ascend. They right. complete the cycle. Yeah. Um, but I still believe you can work with their spirit. Yes, I agree. Wait a sec. Reincarnated, pardon me, ascended ancestors... It's a different thing it's a different than reincarnated thing. ancestors. Than reincarnated ancestors. Mm-hmm. And the reincarnated ancestors, you can still work with the energy of that living spirit. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Because we, put, we as human beings put stipulations on everything. We sure do. And we also think that time is linear, which it is not, my friends. Right. So you can work. Mm-hmm. And there are overlaps. Right, indeed. If your ancestor was reincarnated, how would you know? what's going on so some people are so advanced in their abilities if you will that they can tell um i am not one of those people (laughs) but i've had readings from alicia franchek as an example who has she has been able to say okay this person has incarnated into a new physical body Oftentimes, we encounter those same spirits in our lives once again, because a lot of spirits tend to 
overlap in time and to kind of like um, re-examine lessons, re-examine connections and so on and so on. So you can still access, so to speak, as long as there's permission, that person's energy, that person's essence. Yes, um, essence. Essence, yes. It's perfect. Even if they've crossed over into another physical body, supposedly. I don't have any experience with that, personally. <laughs> yeah, and like for me too, <clears throat> I'm currently honoring the my, my grandmother and great-grandmother um, on my ancestor altar. But I wonder if it's the ascended masters that are, or pardon me, the ascended ancestors that are really pushing through. That's my experience. Those are the people a lot of folks talk about the healed, yes. quote unquote healed ancestors. Right, when we've said healed ancestors, yes. that they've ascended to yep. a level of guiding. Yeah. They're, they're done with their physical body lessons, they're done with their physical plane lessons, and they've moved on to the next level, mm-hmm. so to speak. And if you're following the Norse or Northern European tradition, that is the upper world, yeah. the, the um, beings of light. That's those, those people. And to, from my experience, those are the people that come down and interact with me the most, mm-hmm. as opposed to ancestors that are on still on this plane. Yeah, that makes so incredible sense. Yep, <clears throat> you said it best, what Jackie. The, you're always the, coming with such great questions. Really good questions. There was something else that Jackie said. Thanks for all the love, Jackie. We appreciate. Yeah, that. no kidding. Um, it's nice to hear your voice. It too. is really nice to hear everyone's voice. Do you have anything to say about reincarnation? Oh, do I personally? Yeah. yeah. I very much believe in it. Um, I know that it's real. It's just something that I feel in my core being. Donna's like, eyeballs got real big. But I just listened to a podcast recently. Let me pull this up real quick. Yeah, I'm like, for me, it's always interesting to see little children. Like, um, I have a friend of a friend whose daughter is very, very much like, oh, well, this was my life before. And yeah. da 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 Mm-hmm. Grandpa Jane, Grandma Jane, Grandpa Joe, and right. we used to go to the farm, and where are they? And I kind of miss them, and you know, this, this kid's young. Yeah, there's like a lot. three, four, five years yeah. old. Yeah, there's a lot of documentation <clears throat> of different kids doing that. The podcast that I just got finished listening to is called The uh, Strange and Unexplained with Daisy Egan. It's episode six, Reincarnation for People Who Lived Before. Yeah. And these are all documented cases of kids that were like, okay, I absolutely flew an airplane and this is the kind of airplane. This kid's two years old. I flew this specific airplane. My name was Billy Smith. Yeah. I can't quote it because my memory is terrible, but you should listen to it if you're interested in this kind of thing. Well, and so like this is where I find reincarnation to be very interesting because I'm always thinking like where are my interests coming from? Yes. Because the stuff that like absolutely makes me salivate mm-hmm. that I can't really place in my family. It's not like it's a family tradition. It's not like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the way that I dress or the things that I choose to collect or the places that I dream about traveling to or, you know, like all of that kind of stuff to me speaks to my core of 
those were those are like where parts of my soul exist. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to to like be drawn to a certain pattern or style of clothing or style of dress or style of food to me says it makes me it gives me pause to be like have I lived a life in which that was my every day my every day yeah 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 my tradition sure so I think it's interesting to think of reincarnation in that way mm-hmm. and, and look at your life to say like wow I've just always felt such a connection to mm-hmm. you know, Kentucky or you know I don't know mm-hmm. like Istanbul you know, and, and, and connecting in with that, because I think that's where some of it lies, too. Chrissy from Oregon writes, Hi, wonderful hags. I have a question, an ethical question about foraging. I see a lot of content right now about foraging, and in general, I'm all for it. But when I think about doing it myself, I feel torn and confused about taking those precious flowers, especially the early spring ones, from the bees and butterflies when I don't really need them. In my yard, which is over an acre of forested land, there is a good showing of dandelions, all heel, and some wild violets in early spring. If I harvest these for my own purposes, it is taking that food source away from not only the bees and butterflies, but the wild deer and rabbits that live here too. As I think about this, I feel sort of bummed that I've never seen this addressed, but all of the witchy content I see really romanticizes the taking of plants. These early spring flowers are the most needed, it seems to me. What do you think about this? Also, can you tell me what the impact is in taking apple blossoms? Will new ones grow, or am I essentially taking away an apple from that tree? Thank you so much for all you do and for your down-to-earth and delightful podcast. It is my number one favorite. Thank you, Chris. That's a, that is so nice to hear. Thank you, Chrissy, and thank you for this awesome question. Take it, Allison. Fantastic question. I have a lot of thoughts. So go for it. Uh, pull over, sit back, take some notes if you wish. Don um, and I are playing on her phone. And <laughs> go. Okay, I'm actually going to answer this in reverse. So to answer your question regarding the apple blossoms, yes, one blossom eat equals one apple, as long as that as that blossom was pollinated by our dear friends, the bird, the birds and the bees and all the things. So yes, by taking an apple blossom, you will be taking an apple. However, here we must consider how much abundance there is that that one tree is giving us. Oh yeah. I am blessed with an apple tree on our property. It is loaded with apples at the moment tons and tons and tons of them right let's confirm this that's right so one or two or 12 or 20 blossoms taken for your magical or medicinal purposes is not going to impact the tree one bit in its fruit producing producing capabilities I really want to say how much I love how tender you're feeling towards the green elders and towards our plant allies. Chrissy, I really am feeling that in the words and the way that you're um, talking about plants. And I think that's really beautiful. I also have a lot of tenderness towards them too. With that in mind, plants want to work with us. They want to have relationship with us. They are sentient beings just like our pets are, just like we are. 
So if you are feeling called to harvest some apple blossoms during the springtime, please do so. As long as you're being respectful and you're not damaging the tree in any way and you're also giving a gift of reciprocity by acknowledging that tree's life that tree's energy and what it brings into your life as long as you're creating relationship with that tree you have a green light to harvest what you will um to address your very first question what i always teach my students is this specific rule when it comes to foraging and you're right there is a lot of romanticizing on the internet about um foraging plants in the wild so this is always what i do personally and what i encourage my students to do the rule is to harvest only what you need or a quarter of what you see A quarter of what you see is not going to impact the environment as far as how the pollinators are going to be able to receive their nourishment and their nutrition. And a quarter of what you see or less is really all what you and I and any human need to be able to create magical or medicinal things. Period. So what about the essence of the plant? Just capturing the essence of the plant, too. Yeah, so when... When we're talking about flower essences, we are using water as the medium or menstruum is what we call that. Let's say dandelion, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) as Chrissy said. So you would have a receptacle, you have your water in there, and you have maybe four or five dandelion flowers in there. That essence then receives all of the energy of the dandelion, And you've only harvested five flowers in a sea of flowers, right? So once again, you are not doing any damage to the environment and you're preserving the environment in the way that the bees and the butterflies need. And you're also creating, once again, that reciprocity, that relationship with your outside space showing it love showing it attention showing it value that you value it not just as property but more importantly as a place of of growth and healing yeah Mm -hmm. i love that my unintelligible plant mind says that life wants to live (laughs) life wants to live (laughs) and that Life will find a way. Life will find a way, right? <laughs> um, and that life's been doing this for so long, and the animal, like, and people have been foraging for thousands. Yeah, since the beginning of time. <laughs> Hun- thousands, thousands and of hundreds of th- thousands and thousands. Yeah. So it it works, and it and sometimes I feel like, and again, this is my unintelligible plant brain. Oh. Like if you, if you were to, there's something like about pruning it, you know what I mean? Like it creates new growth. It creates new life. It create, you know, like it wants to keep growing. It does. If you think of a, a lawn that is mown three or four days later, that clover's coming back to bloom. Yeah. That, that dandelion's coming back to bloom. The self heal 
absolutely comes back to bloom. You know, lawn mowing and stuff is a little bit controversial in some circles, but you can see that as an example of how much these plants are tenacious yeah how much they want to live how much they how much energy did they energy they put into you know all those beautiful blossoms and leaves and yeah. such that you can use for medicine or magic so again as long as you are following the the good rule of a quarter of what you see or only what you need you are respecting your own practice and then also showing value to the ecology of the place that's awesome it's, it's simple yeah mm-hmm and one more thing. Yes. If you overgather, do not just throw your things in the garbage if you can't use it anymore. Use it as offerings to the land, dry it, use it for tea, dry it and give it to other people. If you overgather, do not just throw it away mm-hmm. because that dishonors the energy of the yeah, of the plants and what it wanted to give to you. Beautifully said. Chrissy, thank you so much. And it's so nice to see you on here. I know you're such a big support of Allison and I. And so it's such a thoughtful and tender question. And thank you. Thanks, Chrissy. Kelsey from West Virginia writes, Hello, wise and lovely hags. I'm from rural southern West Virginia. This isolated area is mired in generational poverty that most of its inhabitants, myself included, cannot shake off for so many reasons. We do our best, we really do, but it seems that the general consensus in the, quote, outside world, end quote, is a wholesale misunderstanding of poverty and what keeps people in it, especially when it comes to Appalachia. This pervasive and unfortunate classism has even reached its fingers so far as the world of witchcraft. Many people back here, most of who don't think of themselves as witches, adhere to the old ways. Small rituals, root working, herbalism. I recently spent some time discussing these things with some other witches online, thinking it would be wonderful to share some of these obscure cultural treasures. After all, quote, holler magic, end quote, or, quote, conjure, end quote, as we like to call it, is grounded in traditional Native, Celtic, and African schools of magic. The response that I received was disappointing, to say the least. If I'm being truly honest about my feelings, I was disgusted. These witches online seem to think that just because these practices hail from this part particular area they are less than more superstition than magic was the wording one of them used i suppose that since it isn't the aesthetically pleasing witchery of instagram it wasn't worth its salt in their eyes so hags what are your thoughts on holler magic and furthermore what are your thoughts on classism in the witchy community at large thanks again for all you do I was really excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, not excited to see this experience, of course, but really interested to get this kind of question because yeah, this I have is a great. lot of feelings and about it. <laughs> Kelsey, mm. well written. Yep. Great words used here. Absolutely. Really, really, really well thought out. Beautifully yep. written. Agreed. First and foremost, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, I can't really speak to Holler Magic because I'm not familiar with it. Same. Yes. Um, but I will say that I believe that this conjure work, this holler magic, as I would sort of slightly understand it, is 100% witchcraft and magic. 
I believe that. I agree. And as far as classism in the witchy community, well. (laughs) It exists, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, Mm -hmm. because witches are human. Mm -hmm. And we all exist within the patriarchy and white supremacy and the systems that support it. So, um, it's while extremely disappointing to see that um, Kelsey had this experience, uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Sadly. How do I feel about it? It's disgusting and gross. That's how I feel about it. (laughs) (laughs) I spit on it. Well, it's just like, come on. Yeah, let's grow up, kids. Come on. Mm -hmm. You know, um, this is like, this even like kind of stems into like, and you, I know you're always like, Leslie, come on. But I'm like, why are witches always up each other's shit? Like what, like cannot, can we not work together? Can we not be supportive of one another? Mm-hmm. Can we not circle around one another? Even, you know, spiritually, non-physically. You know what I mean? Like, not in the physical, like, just as a community, as a whole. You know, I Uh, think that Kelsey actually answered their own question, which is, you know, why is this, you know, uh, looked down upon? It's because it can't be commodified. Because it's common. Yeah. Because you, you know, you're not going to find $200 whatever's in a witch shop. It's not pretty. It's not glamorous. It's real. Yeah. It's rooted in the real world. Yeah. And so, of course, it's not going to be seen on these big Instagram accounts as the example. Right. You know, and of course, it's not going to be seen as glamorous and glitzy because it's it's salt of the earth. It's rooted yeah. in blood. It's rooted in dirt and the land. Yeah. So, you know, and, and unfortunately, a lot of people, human beings, are very much caught up in capitalism you know in the i gotta have this you know this water bottle that has a crystal inside of it that infuses my water with this beautiful amethyst Mm. you know i gotta have this labradorite countertop in my kitchen because it's going to is that a thing oh yes oh Oh, my god yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, girl i mean it it's beautiful as a shop owner it's everywhere yeah i mean it's it's just and you can't sell this kind of this kind of magic but to me this kind of magic i w- i don't want to say is the most powerful but is the most authentic yeah, I agree. but it comes it comes from our blood it comes from mm-hmm. our heart it comes from our ancestors mm-hmm. i couldn't agree more but again you know you can't sell that, that shit and that like appalachian magic is so powerful mm-hmm. to me is it Appalachian or Appalachian? I don't know. I always say it Appalachian. Yeah. There's, Maybe it's a tomato big, tomato thing. Is there a big thing around? There's a big thing. Is there? Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's okay. People around here say Appalachian. They do. I've they always do. said, but maybe Southern. I think it's a Southern versus a Appalachia? Northern. Appalachia? Mm-hmm. Appalachia. Appalachia? Mm-hmm. It's American folk magic. It is? Yeah, it is. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. It is the quintessential American folk magic. And this isn't solely an American issue. Mm-hmm. It happened in Italy, mm-hmm. as we learned from Karen. Karen. From Karen's book. Mm-hmm. It happens in the Mexican-American experience, Absolutely. as we learned Josh. in mm-hmm. Josh's book. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a, it's, a worldwide, it's a worldwide thing, where it's the, 
yeah. the things your grandparents did yeah. mm-hmm. um, and the things that their grandparents did and writing your name on a potato or whatever. Sure. <laughs> and you're right. It's, it's anti-capitalist. Yes, it is. It is anti-capitalist. It's folk empowering. Mm-hmm. 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 Community empowering. It's, yeah. it's that whole, it's like that whole thing. Um, do you know um, Temple Alden? Oh, yeah. Okay. So she does, she does this whole thing, the McCormick Coven, where she's like, okay, everybody, let's just go to the fucking grocery store yeah. and get our spices from McCormick, you know, and like not you know, hoity-toity yeah. shit, like, you know, a, a buck find 99 or whatever. And you can do your spell work with that. Yes, that, you, can. you know, and, and that's anti I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to go to the grocery store and do. do a thing and be like, here's where you need to get your stuff. Absolutely. And that's like what I was saying. Even as a shop owner, mm-hmm. I was talking to a customer that came into the shop the other day and I was like, I, I don't, like, I don't, I've never advertised. It's true. I oh. don't, like if I'm posting something about a product, I'm raising the maker mm-hmm. and it's hard. And I don't ever post. I know you don't. <laughs> and seriously, some people have argued me on this, but if you come into my shop, I'm going to encourage you to not buy anything because I'm going to say, you want to build an altar, let the natural world tell you what it wants you to have. Yeah. Yep. Like go get your stone when you're having an incredible experience at the river and ask for it. Mm-hmm. Hell you yes. Know. So, and that goes right back to what we said earlier. Tools are tools are training wheels. They just they're beautiful, and it is fun to invest in that beautiful wand. Absolutely, especially if you've gotten yourself to a level where you're like, I'm ready to like buy myself some beautiful tools. But you don't need them. It really is right down to the root. Yes, that's the most important part. The magic, of magic lives in the body. And it's deep ancestral magic, like you said, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So really, it's a, a matter of recalibrating what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's exactly it. being a sensation on social media is not going to add value to what you do in your daily life. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's true. And certainly, you know... I'm so sick of talking about social media, but it's it's the reality of our world, yeah. you know. And so, you know, we can learn so much. There are so many amazing teachers out there that we can um, learn from through the socials. But it is so easy to get trapped in that tornado whirlwind of energy of the haves and have-nots. You know, like I you know, you see this beautiful image and you're like, oh my God, how did that person do that? Oh my God, I wish my page looked like that, you know? Or, oh, you know, that scrying mirror is incredible. Oh my God, it's $2,000. I can't do this. I can't afford that. Girl, all you need is a tea light to scry. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, you can go to the thrift shop and invest in something and paint a mirror. Totally. Totally. So it's really just and like you. Scrying what you mirrors just said. are expensive. They're very expensive. Obsidian scrying mirrors mm-hmm. are really expensive. I have just small ones that are like maybe the diameter of a like a baseball, maybe a little bit bigger. And I, I they're like fifty bucks. Ooh. Tell me about it. Ooh. But I'm not making any. I'm like just you know like your usual wholesale costing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but I'm yeah. like. God, and I think I'm actually, I was so grossed out by it that I actually like took a, took it down more than that because, you know, yeah. but that's how they are. That's a going rate. Mm-hmm. 
It's amazing. But it's, it's to a, say, it's available to those that want it, but it's not the only way to get it. That's the thing. <clears throat> and and that's think, what I try to teach. I think that is that is one of the roots of this, is that a lot of people want to claim that this is the only way to do it. And we see this a lot in witchcraft communities. And I think yes. I think that Kelsey was experiencing this. Gatekeeping. In, in this, exactly, in this kind of conversation. Yep. That this that that's not right, holler magic isn't right, this is the way you do it. This is the way you become powerful. And this that, is the way you harness the, the magic. That's what we and talked about at the very beginning. Up. You can't put stipulations on <clears throat> no. things. You can't regulate this stuff. This is a personal experience. That's right. You know, everybody's way that they do magic is very personal to them. And valid. Indeed. With capital letters. It's valid. It is fucking valid if you're going to pay 200 bucks for a scrying mirror or you just use a 25 cent tea light, your magic is still valid mm-hmm. because it's coming from you. Yeah. And you're valid and your experience is valid. Mm-hmm. End of story. This is a great question, Kelsey. Fucking A. Fuck those people. Well done. Kudos. (laughs) Thank you for coming to us and asking us. I hope this helped you today. Indeed. Gina, Gina, Gina. 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 Gina, Gina from PA. Oh, Gina. Gina. Gina Gina from PA. (laughs) Oh, Gina. Hello, you sweet humans. I'm expecting a baby boy in July, a Cancerian, just like me. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on ritual or spells to celebrate and clear the way for his arrival. Sending you lots of love. Congratulations. Congratulations, Gina. It's oh, so this is, exciting. This is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what do you got? Naming ceremony. <gasps> when he is here. In this physical realm, you could do some sort of gathering with friends and family. And there is something to be said. I know this is a very Christian thing, but there is something to be said for dunking in sacred waters. Oh, yeah. Because the water is, it carries energy, waters purify, waters probably just stole it from the witches to I'm begin sure with. I'm sure that they did steal it from the pagans and that's <laughs> fine, but you can make it your own thing. And I love this idea of like kind of hold, I've seen this before, a friend of mine did this and I think it's really beautiful holding up the child and the first time that you actually speak his name to your friends and family. Not necessarily, you know, I mean, you're going to say his name at the, at the hospital, but Mm -hmm. let's just pretend like this is the first time that you speak his name. You're announcing his name to your friends and family and how powerful of a moment it is to be able to like just name it into being. Yeah. So to speak. Um, So, Having or preparing some kind of like basin, charging the water. Gina, I know you personally, so you could definitely charge the water with Reiki. Um, Putting all of your love, all of your intentions, all of your blessings, having the group of people do the same as well to um, the basin of water, and then gently submersing him to his neck 
in this water, of course, blessing his passage into this life, which you've already done. And then, you know, speaking his name into being. And I also really love the brushing of flowers or other like herbs that sanctify his body. So you could use um, like a mugwort wand, a lavender wand would also be really nice. And just gently from feet to head. And rose. Oh yeah, rose without thorns, of course. Yes. Um, But even just to put the tip and put the rose like, flower in the water oh yeah and you can kind of boop 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 with like dust him with the Mm -hmm. with the water and the rose together but that's like a really nice Mm -hmm. cleansing and blessing of that of his sweet little body yeah to this earth oh i love this gina well i wanted just to share very quickly something um i don't know if i've shared with all the listeners that my i think you know that my great-grandmother was a tarot reader and astrologer and she began to write a book on astrology with my grandfather, who was her son-in-law. And I just want to share a couple little things that Wani um, has written about your cancer child. And so I'm just, if you just would would give me a moment here, I'm going to read just a couple little things here. So Wani says, cancer, she calls cancer the little patriot. She says, my birthstone is black onyx, my color green, and my star is the moon. Characteristics. I'm just going to read this. um, And Gina, I will reach out to you later and give you the rest just so you can have it. But Wani opens with, I am a little daydreamer with beautiful visions of fairyland. I love to play make-believe and am very intuitive. I have a wonderful retentive memory and a retrospective mind. At times, I am indolent and will neglect my tasks. This is usually when I am weaving dreams. I am very emotional and my sympathies are easily aroused. I dearly love my playthings and will keep them nice. When I have outgrown them, please, parent, do not insist that I give them away. It isn't selfishness, as it may appear. It is that they have become a part of me, and I want to know that they are packed away in the attic where I can find them and reminisce someday to my heart's content. The past is more precious to me than the future. That is so sweet. Oh my God, that's so sweet. Isn't that <laughs> the sweetest? Oh, Wani, you made it to the modern time. Oh <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. That. Yeah, it's actually a beautiful book, oh and I'm crying a little. Bit. I, are you crying a little I bit? I am. That was just really nice. Isn't that nice that Thank she you. like so? Gina, I am going to give you the rest of the information. I'm going to email you. Oh, get so that sweet. to you, but um. Yeah, so like just, you know, maybe even setting those kinds of... She really is crying, folks. Yeah, she is. Sorry. There you go. I love her. It's my cancer rising. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? Pack, pack really my sweet. play things away so I can reminisce about them. Mm-hmm. So it really feels that childhood is going to be such an important Mm-hmm. beginning yeah, and Jeannie so. you know this is a cancer too you know but so making this childhood as magical which I know you will do mm-hmm. um, as you can and as in yeah like the as fantastical as yeah. you can yeah. no pressure yeah no, pr- no pressure <laughs> <laughs> leave space for yourself yeah right, right. oh <laughs> which I know oh my oh, gosh Gina. Gina is a mom oh my god mm-hmm. um the other thing I wanted to share too, beyond all of this, is I love. Have you seen like some of these beautiful um, 
and Gina's probably already done something this, but like creating a necklace for the child, having everybody bring a bead. So maybe everybody would bring a bead to the naming ceremony and create a necklace for the child. Oh my gosh. Like a necklace of protection, maybe stones or something like that. Mm -hmm. But creating a necklace that, that, that could like, you know, obviously the child wouldn't wear it, but maybe it would hang in the bedroom as a protective talisman for the child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So creating something like that. That's beautiful. I I love that. Which as a cancering, cancer child seems like it would be something that would be really really sentimental Mm -hmm. so wow oh Gina that's beautiful thank you Gina thanks Gina all the best to you and your family your growing family Mm -hmm. that's so cool it sure is the Ask a Hag podcast is produced by Donna Kyler listen to us on Spotify Apple Podcasts Stitcher or wherever else you like to listen You can be a part of the podcast too. Leave us a voice message on the Anchor FM app and we will play it on the show. Don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts. We love five stars so much. So much, so much. You can find this podcast on Instagram at ask.a.hag or at askahagpodcast.com. It has been an honor and a pleasure. It has been an honor and a pleasure. Absolutely. Happy, happy, happy summer. Happy summer, everybody. Happy solstice. Happy solstice. And to our friends in the South, happy winter, because happy I also winter. love winter so much. I know. <laughs> oh, I can't wait oh, again. the season of darkness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bye, you guys. Bye. <laughs>
our it's one true path. Helen Mirren, Morgan Le Fay, Excalibur. Oh, I love it. There's something, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to pee. Oh, shit. Are you ready to take a break? I'm going to the Stonehenge. We like finally got it. <laughs> we figured it out. It took all this time. We finally got it. So we finally found <laughs> our format moving forward. Brits from space. <laughs> Brits from space. Cosmic Brits. This is like a this comes from a girl who loved her eighties fantasy. Oh, God. oh so Lord. Blessed.